All right. What is going on, guys? We are live here in the sit-down on the Built-In Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, hosted by myself, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms. This is presented by Dove's Famous Wings, and it's also co-hosted by none other than the co-host of the Buffalo Blitz Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and also the president of Built-In Buffalo, none other than Mafia Montage, at Lance Nelson, B.I.B. How are you doing this evening, brother? Sauce God and Bill's Mafia, how you doing tonight? We're doing all right. Um, happy to be back. This is uh, the last week without formal football activities, so i uh, got a good show planned for y'all. I hope you enjoy it. And for this week's show, we have our final grades at each and every single position, offensively, defensively, and special teams. We have our uh, featured segment about it being brought a boom, which has got a special taste this week because it features a make-a-wish coming true for a two-time cancer survivor, and also much more. And all that much more here in the sit-down. If you haven't already done so, hit that like and share. We're live here. Mafia Montage, let's kick off an introduction, and let's get it going. we are in the sit down season two episode one the made men part one and what does that mean well the made men in the mafia by tradition really is something where you take the code of silence and then you become somebody that is basically untouchable right unless other people have a sit down and they discuss a way to get you whacked right so mafia montage and i are going to talk about a little bit in heading heading into training camp you know you can't really evaluate too much right but there's still ton, there's still tons to evaluate right because we have to take a look at each and every single position as we have changed through this offseason we do have a different look to this buffalo bill squad but we do have a lot of returning members so if you're just now tuning in don't forget to hit that like and share if you're watching on twitter hit that retweet button follow us and then join us here on youtube so you can join in because questions on super chat are always prioritized if you send in a super chat we're going to see that comment and get it highlighted for you ASAP. If you've got a question you want to ask, got it that you want to get out there, well, unless it's anything hateful, then all you got to do is send in that super chat, or you can also send in Facebook stars. You're live here in the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings with myself and the Mafia Montage. So before we do anything else to Mafia Montage, we've got this countdown going, right? Now we're down to 49 days. We're inside of 50. You know, we're, we're getting days. there, right? But I wanted to ask you. I want to ask you before anything else, you actually had a chance to sit down on Tuesday night recently. So if anybody missed out on it, go check it out. But you actually had a chance to sit down with Kyrie Elam. What was that like? Yeah, Kyrie Elam joined the Buffalo Blitz on Tuesday nights right here on Built in Buffalo. Uh, honestly, um, one of my uh, favorite players just because he wears number 24. And as you've seen on the montage jersey, things like that, we got the number 24 on there. So um, Kyrie was great. It was great to have him on. Uh, both our show and the built-in Buffalo network overall. So uh, great interview. I think uh, you guys would enjoy it. If you haven't seen it yet, go out and check it out on our YouTube page. Uh, you can rewatch it. Um, some funny moments. He goes and grabs his notebook that he's famous for carrying around and things like that. So we had a great time with him and uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, building for the future with that relationship. So. Yeah, that's pretty awesome stuff, too. And, of course, on last week's episode of The Sit Down, we actually sat down with Stevie Johnson, former Buffalo Bills receiver, um, during the drought days. And that was pretty cool for us, too, because we got a chance to kind of talk about uh, handle business and have fun and everything that he's got going on. So, guys, in the coming weeks, make sure to be staying tuned with myself and the Mafia Montage for everything that Stevie Johnson has got going on within the community of Western New York, right? Because he has got things that are going on for kids, adults. It doesn't matter. This is something that you want to be a part of, and this is a chance also get back to your community and you can join mafia montage and myself in opportunities like this as well so guys if you're out there watching keep those comments flowing we want to hear from you guys out there and see what you guys got to say because we do have a lot to talk about as far as what we have looking at uh, as far as the roster heading into training camp right i think that this is something that is going to be that mafia montage and i are going to kind of dissect very in depth here because i believe that last year um in training camp i think i actually had caleb on as the co-host at that moment so um, you and I are going to get a chance to really break it down and see where's our biggest weaknesses, where are our biggest strengths, and all that and much more. So if you guys haven't already done so, hit that like and share. We're live here on the Built to Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is also available via audio podcast, Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, Amazon, Google. It does not matter wherever you get your podcast. We are on there as well. So Mafia Montage, let's get it going, brother, with a little bit 
bada bing, bada boom. And this is the good that we've seen in the world of sports this week. Let's play that video. This is the army where you shoot them a mile away. You got to get a post like this. Bada bing, bada bing. usual segment week after week it's known as bada bing bada boom which is the good things that we've seen in the world of sports it doesn't just have to be the buffalo bills it doesn't just have to be football it could be anything in the world of sports right so mafia montage i'm gonna let you start us off here because i do have something a little bit special for this week but what do you got for this week in bada bing bada boom yeah bada bing bada boom uh women's women's world cup starting up uh, i love soccer especially at the international stage so i'm gonna be watching the american women obviously and uh happy to see uh, the competitions going on. Uh, the other thing is just a shout out to guys like Encore Golf. You see me wearing the hat here, uh, Buffalo Go, and and so many more. Stevie Johnson was out at the Buffalo Go uh, Golf Classic last Sunday. We sponsored a hole, and it was a fantastic event. So thank you to everyone who uh, was there, who took the time to talk with us, and and also uh, you know played in the trivia. We were able to give away an Encore Golf bag, so it was really nice. So uh, really glad that that people kind of came together for the event and we were able to kind of get out in the community as built in Buffalo. Luca, T and I were out there representing and uh, it was a good time. So appreciate all the, the partners for that and uh, partners that continue to bring us like Duff's Famous Wings, uh, Underdog Fantasy, Picasso's Pizza and all those others. Yeah, exactly. Of course, Built in Buffalo is in partnership with West Her as well, PLB Sports. And if you guys have not already done so, do me a favor, hit that like and share, hit that retweet, join us on YouTube, and then join us in the comment section. Keep those comments flowing, Bill's Mafia. I love the energy so far. Mafia Montage and I are discussing our usual segment about a big butter boom. And so for this week, I got a little something different, right? It's a little special treat. Um, the Bills make a wish come true for two-time cancer survivor Caleb Ford. And this was featured on ESPN last night. And featured on ESPN today. Um, I happened to catch uh, on 97 Rock. Uh, they were talking about it with Chris Connolly, I think his name is, of ESPN. And so they discussed uh, the, the bills were used for the Make a Wish, which is something that Montage, you and I have watched ESPN over the years, and we've seen Make a Wish for superstar athletes, you know, people like possibly like Kobe Bryant, right? But now Josh Allen and Damar Hamlin actually was this kid's favorite, by the way, right? But I'm going to read a little bit about this kid. So 20, uh, the 20 year old was diagnosed with brain cancer three years ago and regularly receives chemotherapy treatment. After the initial cancer detection, Caleb made sure to be there for his family just as much as they were there for him. Um, despite battling the illness, Caleb served as a mentor to children in the hospital going through similar experiences. In April, Caleb announced that the second time in his life he was cancer free. So this kid actually went through cancer twice and he has come up cancer free twice. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills and Brandon being sent him a letter basically making him a part of the team. Uh, I don't know what for the length of time was, but he got out there and I believe he was out there on the field calling plays. Um, and Josh was making jokes like, I can actually hear you better than Doris. Uh, you're referring to offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. So this kid, uh, it's just, it was so cool because the person that handed over uh, the surprise make a wish to him was actually his friend. And um, she, obviously had been affected by the way that, like it said, you know, he was a mentor to other people going through that experience, especially kids going through that experience uh, similar to him. So it was just really cool to see that he was so surprised by that. And then the Buffalo Bills were the ones that he wanted to have um, help him make a wish come true. So featured on ESPN last night was the Make-A-Wish Foundation and Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And DeMar Hamlin, his favorite, also he got an autographed jersey, I believe, from Tyrell Dodson, uh, who was a Texas A&M Aggie which is somewhere that him and his father, I believe, root for, referring to Caleb's father. Um, Caleb fa Caleb's father, I believe, was also a Texas A&M Aggie. So it was just really cool to see how so this team has obviously gone from a place where we were, you know, laughed at. We were thought to be a joke. We we sucked. You know what I mean? Our fans are just too drunk, right? But then you see on ESPN National Sports News, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen and guys like Demar Hamlin just being featured for – the opportunity to make a kid's wish come true. I mean, he might be 20 years old, but to me, that's still a kid. You know what I mean? And and somebody have to go through cancer twice. Um, I just want to say, you know, 
from myself to Sauce Scott here in the sit down to Caleb Ford, you know, you, you are definitely an inspiration. And that's got me saying this week, bada bang, bada boom. So Mafia Montage, that's our first segment here in the sit down. And for those of you who are just now tuning in, if you have not already done so, do me a favor, hit that like, share. If you just happen to be watching on Twitter, do me a quick favor, hit the follow button and join us on the YouTube channel where you can then comment with us. Don't forget, guys, that we have those super chats options for you guys watching on youtube and we also have facebook star options for you guys watching on facebook if you like the content you can send it in it supports lance and i and it also supports all of the content creators of built the buffalo because built the buffalo is your source for buffalo bills news up to date everything that you could possibly need on all of our social media platforms and that includes tiktok and instagram so mafia montage take us through some of these comments before we head on yeah our guy kenny's here what's up brother i appreciate you that i hope, I hope everyone enjoyed it and i I, I sure did. That was a heck of an interview. I thought it was real good. So, you know, we're lighting it up now at BIB. We're starting to bring some real good content between Stevie Johnson and Kyrie um, Elam so far. Uh, this has been um, a really fun uh, time to be a part of Built in Buffalo. And stay tuned, folks, because that's what I was made president for. We're going to make this happen and we're going to grow this thing. So uh, hope you keep watching us. All of our shows throughout, we're going to have a new lineup this year. We'll be getting that out. So uh, be looking for that. Dave and Akeem going to come back on and and really do their thing. And um, yeah, I want to highlight this one too. John Robert, um, Kair is absolutely feasting right now to get out there and just it just you know he's waiting for his opportunity. He wants to be the best not only on the team but in the league. He's not thinking about CB two. He's thinking about being the number one corner in all of the NFL. So that's where his mindset's at. What a great young man. And um, we got a couple other comments out here, but I'm going to um, hold them because we're going to get into that same topic. And I'll highlight those comments as we get into those topics. One more first, too. I did see that David Questenberry did speak a little bit more with Caleb. And I actually did not realize that this is what the entire reason was for. But I guess uh, that Questenberry had cancer before. So that's really cool to see that they could still relate to each other. It doesn't matter if you're a superstar athlete. It doesn't matter if you're just somebody that has, you know, a basic ass job. Right. You know, a person is a person. We are all entitled to the life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. Right. Um, so Mafia Montage, we are live here in the sit down. We're going to head into our next segment i know you guys got a lot of comments on the uh, current roster status mafia montage and i are going to take you through our final uh position grades through offense defense and special teams all that and much more so don't go anywhere if you uh guys haven't already done so like share and keep those comments flowing so mafia montage let's head to the next segment our usual one here of forget about it the ugly things that we've seen in the world of sports this week let's play that video what's forget about it like a Lincoln is better than a Cadillac. Forget about it. This doesn't just have to be related to the Buffalo Bills or NFL as well. You guys already know that. But the forget about it segment that we have here in the sit down every week, Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Built to Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter is the ugly things that we've seen in the world of sports. So, Mafia Montage, why don't you start us off this week? What do you got? I know you've been trying to stay on that positive train for a while, but you got to have something for me, right? What's got you saying forget about it? These jokers over at ESPN and things like that, doubting that the Bills are going to win the AFC East this year. Man, I tell you, that's bold. I mean, I get Aaron Rodgers yeah. in New York, and that's a big market. But, man, forget about that noise. I think the Buffalo Bills are poised. They have a lot of the same core players that they've had uh, that's brought them to the division three years in a row. And then uh, now with some additions here to make this roster even better, possibly, than it was. In any other year, um, I'm expecting big things from this team. And the, the way that the, the team is being disrespected in the national media is something where I say forget about it. I love that montage because, honestly, I thought about using that for this segment this week as well. You know how I feel about the entire media always just making noise that says anything opposite of the fact that the Buffalo Bills are AFC East champions and they are the ones that should be favored no matter what, right? Um, regardless of anything that's being said on ESPN, I don't give a shit. The Buffalo Bills are going to show up. They're going to get it done, and that's how it's just going to be, right? But this week, what I got for forget about it, but before we go to that, you want to highlight this comment real fast, Montage. What's that? Yeah, Kenny coming here. This is a good uh, kind of portion about forget about it because Josh becoming too Hollywood, he's just living his life. He is a star player. We're not used to that here in Buffalo because we haven't had that sort of star power here in a long time. But he's living the life as a star 
um, athletes. And am I worried about him in American sports doing too. what he needs to do? Yeah, in American sports, am I worried about not taking him not taking care of business? No, not at all. I would say forget about that idea, bro. It's fine. You know, he's allowed to live. He's allowed to be out there and do his thing. You know, he's dating girls. He's, you know, he's still 26, 27 years old. You know, he's, uh, you know, living the life. Um, and and why not? You know, he's, he's obviously earned that through his play on the field. And I don't expect any drop off uh, from Josh Allen this year. Excellent. I love that. So for me this week, I'm going to take it in a little bit of a different direction. I'm going to head to the MLB and the world of baseball. And I hate to have these Yankees featured in this segment, but oh boy, let's just watch this highlights of the LA Angels absolutely trampling on the Yankees. Just a couple of clip, real fast clips. Check this out. And Shohei O'Fucking-Tani over there, the ghost of Babe Ruth, just absolutely torching the Yankees. You know what I mean? Just hitting triples, hitting home runs. He's striking people out. He's just winning game after game, right? It's said to be that the Yankees are interested in trading for the superstar uh, multi-tool player in Shohei Otani, right? But the Yankees have been sucking, dude. I don't know what it is. I understand that Aaron Judge is not on the field, right? But for the love of God, can we just hit the baseball? I feel like we have so many guys that are just hovering around 200 or maybe like less than that, right? I want to see guys that are hitting like like Jeter and Prasada were, you know, hitting for around 300 or higher usually consistently, right? Yeah, Bernie Williams too doing the same type of stuff. So like for me, I just don't understand what the heck is going on with the Yankees. I understand injuries are a part of it, I know, but like what on earth is going on? This is a team that used to never settle for anything less than a championship. And I understand that, you know, the big boss isn't around anymore, right? But we are still the New York Yankees. We are still the most attractive franchise, probably in my opinion, in sports, right? So what the hell with these New York Yankees? That's got me absolutely saying forget about it this week in the sit-down. And we are live here in the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings, hosted by myself, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms and co-hosted by the president of Built in Buffalo, the co-host of the Buffalo Blitz, at Lance, now VIP, the Mafia Montage. And, of course, we are also in partnership with PLB Sports West, Her, Ticket IQ, Picasso's Pizza, Underdog Fantasy, and if I'm forgetting anything, whatever, because we got a lot of big things going on here at Built to Buffalo. So make sure to turn on those notifications so you don't miss any of our live shows, podcasts, or any of the up-to-date news for the Buffalo Bills because that's what Built to Buffalo has got you guys covered with, right? So, Montage, any other comments real fast that you want to highlight before we head on into our uh, – start? we're going to start to break down the uh, offensive position grades, and then we're going to go into defense and then the special teams as well. Let's see what we got out here for comments. I'll just pull out that roster. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with Kenny's take here. I'd rather be disrespected than, than crowned for sure. Um, we play better in the underdog role. So I think that having that underdog role and that underdog mentality is going to be great for this team. They thrived in it, um, in 2020. And I think that, you know, bringing that back is going to kind of, you know, reinvigorate and then re-energize these guys. And that's why I don't think that anything's going to take the focus away. I mean, um, Josh Allen took a beating, uh, day in and day out last year. And if he wants to spend all summer, uh, getting his body right and, and kind of relaxing, then so be it. But I know once training camp comes, they get the Fisher, he's going to be locked in and, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to see the best Josh Allen to date, I believe this season. I love it. Of course. Mafia Montage is telling you guys just straight up like it is, right? And and that is also going to bring us into our offensive position grades that we're going to go into here. To start us off here for victory formation, our final offensive position grades, Mafia.
thing you were just talking about, Josh Allen, and of course, Josh Allen was featured in that little clip here in Victory Formation, one of our usual segments here in the sit-down. And as we get closer to the season, guys, you'll see these segments kind of evolving, and then we get back into the actual gameplay. You'll see more of our offensive keys and our defensive keys and stuff like that as well. But we're going to start off here with the quarterback position. So Mafia Montage, you're going to get a, we're going to give you guys uh, on a scale of F minus to A plus, right? We're going to go through each and every one of these positions for the Buffalo Bills' offense. Then we'll head into pain trains and go into the defense. And we'll go into Unsung Hero and talk a little bit about his special teams. So, guys, make sure to hit that like and share. Keep those comments flowing. Mafia Montage and I have got a lot to discuss, so bear with us. But we have really good analysis here as we are going to give our final position grades as we head into training camp. Montage, what do you want to give here for the offensive position of quarterback? I'm definitely going A plus here. We got the best quarterback in the league and the best player in the league in Josh Allen at the quarterback position. So I'm going A-plus for the Bills. They got Kyle Allen and Matt Barkley in the stables to back them up, and uh, hopefully we never have to see those guys. But uh, I'm going A-plus for the Bills at quarterback. Yep, and I'm also going to go with A-plus here, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it because here's the thing. A lot of people are doubting Josh Allen. I understand that there is a ton of noise off the field with his personal life, and that's just things that I don't, I don't try to read too much into, right? I, I just want to see what the guy does on the football field. But I think that people are doubting Josh Allen because he had more interceptions last year. The offense had its woes last year. We just didn't have the same consistency, or we didn't have the same level of explosiveness. No, that's nuts. There was a reason this guy was just put on the cover of Madden NFL 2018. 24 right it's because he's a freaking gamer i still have nothing but confidence and trust in josh allen i think that every single time that he is on the football field he gives this team a chance to win and i think that even back to his rookie season josh allen has always found ways to win games and that's what makes the difference between a good quarterback to a great quarterback and from a great quarterback to an elite quarterback and that's why josh allen is consistently voted within the top three of top five quarterbacks across the national football league right but i think that he has been disrespected so much, again, because of, yes, some inconsistencies last year too. But if you break it down and you look at the tape and you look at everything that went against him, you'll see that some of those interceptions were not his fault. You'll see some of those drops were not his fault. You'll see that there were things that Josh Allen could not control, but he did better beforehand. It's just that the team did not do their part, right? So that's what I want to tell people. You might doubt, you might doubt Josh Allen as much as you want, and I understand that, right? But we've seen this kid grow from 2018 into where he is now. And that is, again, top three quarterback in the NFL. In my opinion, no arguments to be made against that, right? But he is somebody that's going to come out there if the team can just back him up and they can fix their woes. Well, that's going to be huge for him, right? And also, if he could get better protection, if he stays healthy. And again, it doesn't matter what goes on off the field. This guy is always going to be locked in, and this guy is always ready to be a he, – his, his main goal is only to play for the Buffalo Bills and bring us a title because he knows the city deserves it so damn much, right? So, Montage, let's go into our next position here of offensive. We're going to go and talk about the running back position, and this is one right here that I want to ask you, too. Who do you think is going to take the RB1, and what is your grade here as well? Yeah, I'm going to lump in Reggie Gilliam as a running back as well. I don't. Did you have fullback separately as a position or no? Nah, I I kind of just wanted to feature it in there. You know what I mean? Because yeah, the fullback 100%. is obviously almost forgotten about in today's NFL. Exactly. And um, so my grade is a B overall for our running back room. We don't have anyone who is um, you know, a world beater. Let's say there's no um undoubted star you know star number one guy that has made a name for himself yet i think james cook can be that guy i absolutely think he can i think the running back room is what we exactly you know exactly what we need i think we have those guys in there um cook harris is going to be an excellent one-two punch with murray um there and then Hines. we'll see um what they do and then jordan mims looks like you know a development project that's pretty nice Reggie Gilliam, such a utility guy, play fullback and play on the wing um, and kind of flex out as a little bit of a tight end there. So I really think that the way that these guys, um, with the skill set lines up for this offense is going to be exactly what the offense needs to operate. And I don't know that any of them are going to be household names, but they're going to be effective when they need to be, I think, when called upon. These guys are going to get the job done. So I saw a B on a running back room. I think for running back, I'm going to go with B minus, right? And that's only because right now James Cook is going to step into year two. 
And he had a little bit, I think, taken off of his shoulders with Devin Singletary being in this offense previous seasons, right? So I think, in a sense, James Cook is going to have a little bit more on his shoulders, and that may be a little bit of added pressure on his play, right? So I don't doubt James Cook, and I don't doubt that this running back room can get to where they need to be and they can do what they need to do within this offense. But I think that right now, Damian Harris was a great addition. You still have Latavius Murray as well. Um, You have Naheem Hines, but I'm not even talking about Naheem. Naheem Hines in this offense at all right now. I'm just talking about strictly right now, Damian Harris and James Cook. Those two guys are the ones that I'm looking at. And, yes, I'm high on James Cook as well. I think that he's going to find a way to be more explosive in this offense this year, and I think that we're going to utilize some of his skill set much more than we did in, like last year because Devin Singletary made it tough, right, because Devin Singletary was RB1 for so many years that you kind of can't mess with that, right, but we never really had – continuity at that position. So right now I want to see that kind of consistency develop within uh, who is RB1 and who is RB2 and what their roles are. And I think that James Cook is going to give you more out of the pass game. I think that, you know, Damian Harris, we're I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that he was brought here as more of a downhill runner as well. So I think the Bills still have a lot of talent at that position. I think Latavius Murray, he could be a guy that maybe makes the squad. I don't anticipate it maybe. Um, we'll see. I mean, he does bring a, a pretty solid skill set as well as a downhill back. He's a big guy. But uh, uh, B-plus, I like that grade as well. I got B-minus. Montage has got his grade as well. Um, I, and, again, I'm not looking at Naheem Hines as a feature in this offense just because I don't know how he's going to be used in the offense if he's going to be used at all. We saw him being used in the return game, and we saw how he was consistent. We obviously saw him return too you know, to the house for a touchdown. So I think that he's going to be more uh, focused on the special teams aspect unless he starts to make any – Knock on wood, any mistakes at that point, right? So, Mafia Montage, that is our uh, offensive grades for the running back position. Let's head into the next one. And this one right here is going to be a little bit more complex. I'll let you start us off here again. What is your final offer for the wide receiver position? And tell us why. Yeah, wide receivers, I'm going to go A minus. I think you have Stefan Diggs, obviously, um, such a great route runner, such a great. Um, number one receiver and then Gabe Davis at number two I just saw uh, we did we just posted that built in Buffalo um, underscore on Twitter uh, stat where Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs are both in the top 10 for touchdowns in the last three seasons regular season and postseason combined um, and Gabe Davis is number 10 and so that matters to me. And uh, I know Gabe Davis has been taking heat. People don't see the hands because and he was injured last year and things like that. But, you know, I'm hoping for a bounce back year for Gabe Davis. I think they added uh, with Hardy and Sherfield. I really don't think people understand the impact that Hardy and Sherfield are going to have on this offense. I think they're underestimating those two additions to this offense. And then another, um, guy in Khalil Shakir that comes along into his second year. So I really think the wide receiver room is, is really well-rounded this year. You have rookie Justin Shorter as well added to that mix. And we know he's just a huge human being, absolutely ripped, probably going to play more special teams than anything. But man, just to have a guy who's that big and can maybe go up and we'll see what he can do maybe down in the red zone. So I, I just think that the performance last year of this receiving crew wasn't what we wanted it to be. There were a lot of dropped passes and things like that. Uh, and, and we'll get a little bit more when we get into the old line, how, um, you know, that stuff affected uh, Josh Allen. But I think that the receiver room overall right now, I'm going a minus because these guys are studs. They're stacked in that room. And I think that Ken Dorsey is going to really have a good fun time with, of this group yeah for me i'm gonna go a step above you here and i'm gonna go with a and i'll tell you why in here in just a moment but if you guys are just now tuning in welcome here into the sit down here on the built the buffalo networks facebook youtube and twitter this is presented by Duff's famous wings hosted by myself the sauce god at buffalo sauce god across all social media platforms and co-hosted by my guy the mafia montage the president of built the buffalo at lance nelson bip on twitter so my grade for a here is this and, and this is why I, I don't like to be overly optimistic, especially after last season. I think that we saw the way that, you know, this team was 
We, we kind of overestimated them in some areas. We thought that maybe the offensive line was better. We thought that maybe the receiver room was better, right? But I think that I get, I'm going to give them an A because if Gabe Davis is healthy and Gabe Davis has the types of games like he had in Kansas City or against Pittsburgh last year, right? Those types of games are very explosive to have as a wide receiver too, right? Those are wide receiver number, uh, wide receiver one numbers. So I think with Stephon Diggs leading the way where you could say that he's a top five receiver in this football league. You can also say that Gabriel Davis, when healthy, you know, is really a great number two receiver as well. But then you brought up as well, Khalil Shakir. I think that Khalil Shakir has proven time and time again that this kid can do more than what you ask him to do, right? You want him to go up there and get it. You want him to go over the top. You want him to be in the slot. It doesn't matter what you do with this kid. He is a steal. And I think that it makes it tough, right, to distribute that much firepower amongst this offense. But I think that you've got the talent there. You added Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield and Justin Shorter. And I think that it just creates a good amount of level of competition. I think that it also provides a good amount of depth for us as well, right? And that's the other reason that I want to give them an A, because I think that the depth that we have, you know, also helps us set up against a potential, you know, downfall of injury, which I'm, again, knock on wood, right? But we saw it, we've seen it. It's important to have that depth, especially at this position, because this is an offense that's going to pass the football quite a bit. And you know what, too? I also think that the run uh, the receivers that need to be able to block in the run game, too. And I've been able to see a little bit out of that from Stephon Diggs and uh, Gabriel Davis as well. So I think that the Bills receiver room is really in good hands. I know that everybody's, um, you know, questioning about Stephon Diggs, but I think that once everything starts in the first place, snapped, I think Stephon Diggs is locked in. Um, and I think that, you know, we don't really need to question that very much more. So if Gabe Davis can stay healthy, this offensive, uh, this offensive firepower with its receivers is going to be right there where it needs to be. So can we all agree that this year's wide receiver room is the best since Allen came around? Now, Montage, I liked the addition of Jamison Crowder last year, right? I did, and I thought that, you know, it was a – it's sad that it didn't work out because of injury, right? But, all right, there's previous years you got John Brown, you got Cole Beasley. Okay, I think that Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir, um, and the guys that we were able to pick up, if they could stay healthy and perform, that maybe this really is the best receiver room that we've had. Um, it would be nice to see John Smoke Brown uh, appear again. But Montage, what do you make of this comment? Do you think this is this is the best uh, receiver room the Bills have seen uh, under Allen's tenure? I think it can be. I think we need to see that. Um, I'm hoping it can. I'm hoping it will be. Um, that receiving core with Diggs, um, John Brown, and Cole Beasley. Um, I think when Beasley had that huge season, I think it was 2020. Uh, that was a talented wide receiver crew, but I think this crew, um, listen, I'm, I'm super excited about Trent Sherfield. I don't know if anybody's talking about him enough to, to give this wide receiver crew credit. And then you have Hardy, who's such a speedster. They look, um, when people saw him in, in person, and I'm, I can't wait to go to training camp and get my eyes on him next Friday, uh, the 28th, but man, he is a burner too. So I think this, this group definitely has the capability um, and if it all comes together the way they're planning, I think this will end up being the best wide receiver room we've had since Allen came around. I think that there's a good amount of depth, and I think the skill is, is all there. I think it's just a matter of putting everything together, finding the best way to dis distribute everything in this offense, of course, because we also added this year in the draft with our first overall – I'm sorry, our first-round pick in the 2023 NFL draft was the tight end – position of course Dalton Kincaid so that's going to take us into our next one here under victory formation we're giving you guys our final offensive position grades heading into training camp and just ahead will also be the pain trains where we give you our defensive position grades and don't forget the unsung hero with our special teams all that much more live here in the sit down make sure to hit that like and share keep those comments flowing we're live every Thursday night here on the built of Buffalo Networks Facebook YouTube and Twitter presented by Dust Famous Wings and this is also available via audio podcast wherever you may get your podcast from check us out on the built of Buffalo Network podcast network so tight end position montage I'm going to start us off here and I'm going to simply go with right now I'm going to go with a minus and there's only one reason for that and it's because I don't know what Dalton Kincaid is going to bring to this offense just yet I got to see the kid play I got to see the way that he responds to you know switching from playing at a school like Utah to playing in the NFL right and I'm not saying that the school that he went to is going to deter his success I just want to see what the rookie is capable of and the way that he fits into this offense that has already had Dawson Knox as its premier tight end 
who has just been extended uh, just before this uh, prior season, right? So I think that the Bills have talent there. Dawson Knox definitely didn't have the kind of quality season that he did in, in like the season before that, right, which earned him that extension. But I think that, again, tying into with the loss of his brother, that featured some of it. But he also did make some really good plays down the stretch, especially in the later part of the season last year, right? So I think that Dawson Knox definitely has um, – Shown that he can play well. He just needs to clean up those drops. He's really good, at obviously, in the run game with blocking. And Dalton Kincaid, with what he can bring to this offense as well, I think is, you know, is going to be very valuable too. But they talk about using him as a slot receiver. They talk about using him in a lot of different ways, right? But I just got to see how it's going to transpire. But if he plays as well as he should for being a first-round pick, this is an A-plus tight end room in the uh, NFL. Montage, what do you got for your uh, grade of the tight end position here in victory formation? Yeah, I love our tight ends. I think I'm going to go B plus just because there is a blocking element that we're missing a little bit with some of the you know guys here, or we just don't know what the blocking element's going to look like in, in Kincaid. So I think that the receiving uh, ability of the of Knox and Kincaid themselves, just those two alone, is pretty scary. But um, you know, tight ends are going to be asked to do a little bit more than just go out and catch passes. I think they need to be able to block and and make sure that um, you know, the running game can get off the ground, so to speak. So I, I'm going to go with a B plus. I think there's improvement to be made. I think it can absolutely turn into an A plus room, uh, this season. Uh, and I think that's going to be able to, uh, you know, I was just reading Matt Holman's questions sorry, on the side here. So, you know, do we have three T TEs on the 53 man? Um, I don't know. I, I, because Reggie Gilliam is such a utility guy, I would think that Quentin Morris is not going to be brought on the roster or any of the other guys over um, some other positions. So I'm going to say only two, and then Reggie Gilliam is your utility guy that can play in a in a pinch at tight end three. So again, my overall grade. I wanted to uh, highlight that comment too, real fast. No, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just feeling. Well, see, so basically me and Bill's Mafia Productions are uh, in agreement here that, you know, the Bills have A- minus right now at the tight end position with A-plus potential. Like I said, if this kid plays as well as he should for being a first-round pick that we had to use, um, then definitely we are going to have an A-plus tight end room. So – Mafia Montage, that's going to take us into our next segment. That is our final offensive position grades here in the sit-down for victory formation. That's going to take us into our next segment of the pain trains for our defensive position grades. Play that video for no, us. No, sir. No, sir. Wait a minute. We didn't get to the offensive line. I can't let these hog mollies oh. go ungraded here. So, uh, nobody, nobody the... caught no. Nobody caught that I just tried to skip Mafia Montage's special, like his specialty position. I just tried to skip it because, like, you know what I mean? But Montage, go ahead. Start us off here. What is the outlook for the tackle position for the Buffalo Bills, and what's your final grade for it heading into training camp? Yeah, I want to go offensive line as a whole um, rather than um, each individual position, if you don't mind. But uh, I'm going to go with a C plus and – we need a lot of improvement from this unit this year. Um, I think we're going to get it. But right now, until we see it, this is the grade going into training camp, remember. So the grade going into training camp for me is a C plus. We've added talent here. Um, it takes time for these guys to gel whenever there's a new configure, configuration of offensive linemen. We have a battle. We've got three or four. We have got four guards that could play. Uh, and start and we've got a couple of tackles uh, that can start outside of uh, Deion Dawkins on the other side so it's going to be one of the most interesting position battles at camp to see how the interior and right tackle interior guard and right tackle positions uh, fall out but until this unit improves and gives Josh Allen the time he needs to make plays and gives the running game the room it needs to be successful. Um, you know, I just cannot um, give them a higher grade than than a C plus. And I think that uh, Kenny kind of hit the nail on the head. I I love the talent we brought in on the inside at the guard position. I don't think we can go wrong. 
I think no matter what happens, we're going to have a good we're going to have good guard play this season. Out of those four, two of those guys are should be able to play well. And even if one of those guys gets dinged up, we got other guys that have uh, starting qualities that can plug and play. At right tackle, I really think that Brandon Shell wins the job. Um, but it's possible for Spencer Brown. I'm rooting for Spencer Brown. I just think that um, Brandon Shell comes in, uh, didn't have that much better of a season last year, uh, looking at his stats and, and look and watching some of his film too. Uh, I believe he played in 11 or 12 games and, you know, wasn't all pro, wasn't a pro bowler by any means, but I think that his big body and just his experience can help uh, potentially take over that right tackle position in the Bills offensive scheme. Um, that remains to be seen. That's purely just my opinion, but I but I like Brandon Shell kind of to win that right tackle job unless Spencer Brown takes that next step forward, which we're all rooting for. Yeah, I think that the way that we drafted Osiris Torrance in the second round that helped address that position. We obviously signed Connor McGovern. We signed Brandon Shell. I think that we made some uh, adjustments and we did everything that is kind of quite possible. And. And I think at this point, the offensive line is probably the Bills' weakness point. And for a C-plus, it's pretty solid, but this is an offensive line that could definitely get better. We've seen Spencer Brown play pretty good, you know what I mean? So, like, it, it just it depends. How are these guys going to all respond to the moment? And how are they going to, um, you know, how are they going to protect their quarterback? Because that seems to be the most important thing to prevent some of these woes on offense. So, Montage, that is going to complete our victory formation offensive position grades heading into training camp. It's going to take us into our next segment here. But if you guys are just now tuning in, don't forget to hit that like and share for me, please. Join us in the comments. We're live here in the sit-down, presented by Duff's Famous Wings, live on the Built of Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Montage, let's get to the pain trains. Let's play that video for our defensive position grades. So we've got our final position grades for the defensive positions, and that is going to start us off here with defensive tackles. So keep those comments flowing, Bills Mafia. We love the energy so far. We're having a great time here in the sit-down. Montage, defensive tackle. I'm going to go ahead and say that we are right now at a B-plus as well because I like, you know, Jordan Phillips coming back. I like that we extended that over, which was kind of a surprise to a lot of us at Bills Mafia, right? And I think it's just a position where, uh, I don't know, I don't necessarily see the dominance there. I do see the potential there as well because Ed Oliver has at times been able to take over games, right? But we need him to perform for the contract that we gave him. So I think the defensive tackle position is something that we could still get better at. I know we added Puna Ford. That's a really great addition as well. Um, but we don't really have much depth going beyond this season. So I think right now, for me, I'm going to say, uh, B minus is is what I'm going to give here for a defensive tackle position montage. What do you got? Yeah, defense tackles. I'm going to go B. I think that they have a ton of upside here on the in, on the interior. I love the Puna Ford addition. I like bringing back the guys we have. But if we, um, you know, have the injuries that we had, you know, any where close to last year, it's going to be um, you know no fun again. So I think that. Excuse me. We have great depth now at the position. I'm excited to watch these guys play at training camp and see how they can come out. And um, more more so in the preseason, I'll probably get a better look at the DTs because we're not going to have a ton of physicality um, at training camp to understand, you know, which um, which guy is going to be best. So looking at the preseason games, I'm really looking to see what Puna Ford's going to be like in this defensive scheme. And you got to remember now with defense, um, we got Sean McDermott calling the plays now. So it's going to look a little bit different potentially. And I'm excited to see how that rotation and how the utilization of those guys is going to be. Excellent stuff. So let's head into our next position here of defensive end and edge rusher. If you guys are just now tuning in, hit that like and share. Keep those comments flowing. Bill's Mafia. We're live here in the sit down. Myself, the sauce guy, and the Mafia Monta, a.k.a the president of Built of Buffalo, and defensive line A++. Yvonne is healthy. I expect a big year for Rousseau. Floyd is a huge upgrade, and I think we all love Puna Ford. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that right here, the defensive end and edge rusher position. Montage, 
What do you think here? I've got if a healthy Von Miller, a healthy Greg Rousseau, and you've got the depth with AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, and of course Shaq Lawson, who absolutely wreaked havoc all last season, right? For me, I got A plus here, right? If those guys are healthy and they are all able to play on the field together, I, I don't see any reason to give them anything less than that. What do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go with an A. Sip. I mean, I I just don't have um necessarily the understanding yet of what the the line's gonna necessarily look like and what Von Miller's status is gonna be, how many games he'll actually play. So uh without that information, I'm gonna withhold the A plus and only give it to the quarterback position um on purpose. And uh I, I love our edge room. I love the addition of Leonard Floyd and uh Greg Rousseau coming in uh in this year. I think he's gonna be you know, a big time stud for this defense and kind of take that uh, giant leap to be a household name. I love it. Montage. Great stuff. So we're live here and we're going through our defensive position grades heading into training camp. We're talking a little bit about the defensive edge uh, and an edge rusher position. Let's check in with some more of those comments real fast too, before we move on into our next one. Um, Let's highlight that real fast. Go ahead. Yeah, Kenny's saying our DT position lives and dies with Daquan Jones. He changes everything depending on if he plays or not. Well, I think the addition of Puna Ford kind of helps with that a little bit. So um, I don't even know how I forgot Daquan Buffalo Jones. Bobby's out here uh, loving the pain trains. We appreciate it. But I think that, you know, having Puna Ford kind of guards against that situation that we got into against Cincinnati where Daquan Jones couldn't play and, uh, you know, we couldn't stop the run. So that's the hope. And again, you know, my grades are going into camp. What do we expect? Um, I, you know, for, for me, uh, I love the addition of Puna Ford and I think that Phillips had help, you know, if healthy and then settle, um, is, is a heck of a room. And I'm really high on the undrafted free agent we signed in DJ Dale out of Alabama. So really good get for the bills. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, a sneaky, good pickup, uh, fr- from the UDFA market. And I, I think that you can't really sleep on this linebacker or the, uh, defensive line at all. Gotcha. Well, we're going to head into the next position here, which is linebacker. And this is something that we obviously saw the Bills take a little bit of a loss, losing Tremaine Edmonds to the Chicago Bears, who signed a massive contract with about $18 million a year. Tremaine Edmonds, who was drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the first round, just after Josh Allen in the 2018 NFL draft, has left, right? So you got Matt Milano out there. You've got Balin Spector, Terrell Dodson. you got Dorian Williams, right? you got Leonard Floyd, if you want to call him a linebacker. Montage. How do you feel about the linebacker position heading into training camp? Yeah, I've given this group a C. I love Matt Milano. He's obviously um, a stud linebacker. And then outside of that, you have no idea um, what you're going to get because we don't know what positions they're going to be put in and and how successful they're going to be with the tasks that they're asked to perform um, in the Sean McDermott-led defense. So for me, um, I, they do have the stud at Matt Milano, but I put a C because after Matt Milano, it's just so unknown. I can't, you know, going into training camp, I don't know any better than uh, giving us a C on that position. I give the Bills a C plus here, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I believe that even with Matt Milano being the only guy that you really got there, I believe that there is still an opportunity that exists here for a guy to earn his spot on this defense and a guy to maybe get himself paid or just find himself with more playing time, right? So I think that this opportunity that has come about with the loss of Tremaine Emmons, it also adds for an opportunity for a guy to step up and make plays. And, you know, we've seen – <laughs> Jonathan Kingsley, for crying out loud, step in right under the Sean McDermott scheme that exists, right? I think that these linebackers are going to find a way to maybe play better than a C plus. We're going to have to see because obviously losing Tremaine Edmonds was a big loss. We all talked about the possibility of drafting a linebacker with um yeah with our first round pick, but of course we used that on tight end Dalton Kincaid. So montage, let's head into our next one here. Defensive backs, and I'm going to start us off here. I'm going to tell you why it is an A+. Because I believe with a Tredavious White that is healthy and confident and feeling more like himself, he's an all-pro caliber defensive back. I mean, hell, he's even rated a 90 in Madden, right? That's his rating. It just came out. But I also believe that Kyrie Lama is going to step into year two, and playing opposite of Tredavious White makes the game a lot easier. We asked a lot of Kyrie Lama last season, right? We basically asked this guy to step in and try to be cornerback one, right? But then, okay – Come off of Kyle Lam, who's got a year under his belt. 
He's looking fresh. He's on, you know, the Buffalo Blitz with Mafia Montage. Go look at the slot corner in Terrence Johnson, who a lot of people could say is easily top three at his position in the NFL, right? So I think that, you know, with Terrence Johnson and outside of that, it gets a little bit tricky. But I think with those three guys right there, that makes for a lethal, lethal secondary. I think that there are still opportunities for some of the guys that have been here. Um, I think that, you know, we all kind of wonder when we lost Levi Wallace how it was going to go. I think Kyler Lam has shown that he could definitely play, and uh, he's only going to get better, guys. He's coming into year two. Montage, what do you got for a grade for the defensive back position for the Buffalo Bills defense? Is this including safety? You're including safety or are you going cornerback? No, safeties, safeties are separate. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, going uh, B-plus with the corners. I really like uh, having Benford and Kyler Elam uh, there. We have a stud in Tredavious White. We have a stud, best nickel corner in uh, Teron Johnson. So these guys are just um, a really good group of corners. I really want to see um, what Benford and Dane Jackson provide uh, for depth. I really want to see Kair, um go and reach and, and get his goals this year. He talked about on the on the Buffalo Blitz you know, that he's going to keep his individual goals to himself, but he's definitely got some things out there that he wants to accomplish. And look, his goal is to be the best cornerback in the NFL. And that's what he told us on the Buffalo Blitz. I absolutely think he can be. It's obviously going to take a heck of a lot of hard work and a heck of a lot of effort out there on the field. Um, but I think that our room overall is a B plus right now in the corners. Excellent. I love that montage. So any other things that you want to highlight real fast before we move on to our final position grade for the defensive side of the football? Yeah, Kenny's in here, A-plus for the for the DB room. He's including the safeties and things. So um, gotcha. definitely uh, understand that. Uh, you know, this is going to be a highly touted uh, defense overall, I think. And the biggest thing that we're going to get into here on the next uh, – position is the safety group we get a couple of you know dynamic playmakers back together um, in our defense with Micah Hyde and Jordan Foyer so then the addition of Tyler Rapp as Kenny mentions um, just such good depth and uh, you know DeMar Hamlin I guess honorable mention too at the uh, at the fourth safety position so um, you know what do you get what do you got here for a grade on our safeties Easily A-plus. When Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are both healthy, that's an all-pro safety tandem. It doesn't matter which one gets the award, but those guys both play at an all-pro level. We see Micah Hyde make differences in, in games with the playoffs. And there's a quick shout-out to our guy Izzy, of course, the host of the Red Zone Report on Sundays with the Built the Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, giving us a little super chat. Of course, guys, don't forget that questions or any comments with super chat or stars are easily going to be noticed by myself and the Mafia Montage here in the sit-down. So if you got a question you want to ask, when we have a special guest on, like potentially like a Kyrie Alarm or Stevie Johnson, well, that's the best way to get it noticed, guys. So for me, with the safeties, again, going back to it, A-plus, because Jordan Poyer and Mike Guy, those guys are just all-world, right? Because the way that they have transformed, the way that this defense plays, the way that they have the secondaries back, you know, just the way that they they play the game, I feel like our defense is, is in way better hands when those two guys are playing playing on this, uh, the, full, the field at the same damn time, right? So for me, I got A-plus, and I think it's got to be pretty simple to a lot of people that those guys are when healthy just that good right especially when they're playing next to each other so let's move on into our next segment here of the unsung hero our final special team grades montage play that video yeah i don't know if i gave my safety grade i'm giving an a overall there i don't know if i gave it but now you have it Special teams, kicker, punter, and returners. Montage, I'm going to tell you, I like A-plus for kicker because I think Tyler Bass has proven time and time again he can kick the big kick when he needs to, even in weather conditions that have snow or blurry or blizzard-like conditions, whatever you want to call it. I think that we are in good hands with Tyler Bass. I think that at the punter position, uh, we had question marks last year, obviously, with Matt Ariza, who has been found to have had no involvement with that situation. Uh, but we have Sam Martin, who did a pretty good job last year. I think he punted, and then we – uh, recovered a fumble, so I like that. But I'm going to say A- minus for Sam Martin. And then at the return game, I like Naheem 
Naheem Ryan's as an A. I think that with his returns last year, he was able to secure the football, get us good field position, and consistently handle the football without turning it over. And I think that's the biggest thing because we had Isaiah McKenzie sometimes make mistakes. And we've had to put Micah Hyde back there just to make sure that we caught the ball, right? So I like the way that our return game looks as well. And that's what I got for the final grades of special teams players. Montage, what do you got for us here in the Unsung Hero final special team grades? Yeah, I'm going to go A for kicker Tyler Bass. Uh, a minus for Sam Martin and an A for our return position with assumably um, Naeem Hines. And uh, as Kenny no uh, notes here, Hardy uh, with that potential as well. We have a ton of guys that can kind of come in um, at the special teams position uh, positions this year. And I really think that um, our special teams is going to be one of the highlights of the team this year. Excellent stuff. So that's going to complete our pain train segment, our final defensive position grades here heading into training camp. And that's, oh, I'm sorry, our special teams grades. All of our grades for offensive, defense, and special teams have been completed here. And that's going to take us into our next segment here of the weakest link. Let's play that video. First of all, what is our biggest weakness and what can we do to overcome it? Let me ask you this question first. I think that it's execution overall. I think that we had a, a decent time um, when the when the going was easy. And then when the going got tough, our execution kind of lacked. Um, and a lot of people saw it as, you know, lack of the right plays being called and things like that. Where I saw it when I'm watching the film is that guys – have to block other guys we cannot have a good offense if people do not block so execution especially in the trenches both rushing the passer and preventing the pass rush on offense i think that the biggest thing is you know win the battles in the trenches so to for the weakest link we really have to win the battles in the trenches and then that's going to let um on offense let josh allen eat and then on defense going to let our defensive backs do what they do when the when the quarterback's not going to have all day to throw the ball I think our biggest weakness is things that we just necessarily cannot control like injuries and 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 things like how everything went down in Miami last season I think there were just things that derailed a lot of last season but yes we didn't execute sure like you're talking about I agree with that but my, to me the biggest weakness is again ourselves you know what I mean we we constantly beat ourselves we just can't shoot ourselves in the foot this season we need to execute we need to be the team that everybody fears the, the ones that they game plan to try and you know contain you you know what I mean because you're so damn explosive the kind of way that I feel like we approach when we play against the Kansas City Chiefs I think we just need to remember that we are stacked head to toe. We are well led by Josh Allen, an elite quarterback. We are well led at the receiver. We're just well led on every category that I could think of. And I think that this team has got what it takes. I think we just need to not listen to the outside noise and do everything that we can to try and eliminate some of those things that are just, you know, misfortunes, right? But Again, that's where I think that our biggest weaknesses have been, right? So that's going to complete the Unsung Heroes. So before we go into our next two, final two segments, I want to say real fast that next week's show, again, Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, presented by Duff's Famous Wings, right here on the Built and Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We will be taking more of a look at the training camp that is going on with the Buffalo Bills as we are heading into training camp and everything is getting started on July 23rd. So if you guys are going to head down to Fisher, make sure you can. Because I'll tell you what, man, the tickets are flying. Of course, you got the return of the blue and red as well. So we're going to finally get a taste of some Bills football. Guys, it is July, which means next month is August. It means next month is after that is going to be September. And we are playing football and that everything feels right again, right? So make sure to check in with us next week here uh, for more about training camp. But let's go into our next segment here of the Mafia Montage, Maniac of the Week. Yeah, we covered this a little bit, but I'm going to steal your thunder, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Caleb Ford, uh, the My Wish participant here, coming in and being a bill for a day, and uh, he's the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. Shout out to Caleb. Heck of a two battles now with cancer. We hope that he wins any other 
uh, battles he needs to, if he needs to. Hopefully he doesn't even need to, but uh, sending all the love, the vibes, and everything to Caleb. Um, loved having, loved watching that and, and having him part of the team um, for even for a day. So uh, shout out to Caleb Ford, the, the Bills My Wish um, ESPN campaign uh, with Josh Allen and the rest of the team. So Caleb Ford's this week's Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. And, of course, that's going to complete the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week, one of the usual segments that we have every Thursday night here live on the Built to Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and also available via audio podcast, but always hosted by myself at the Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms. They call me Sauce God, and also hosted by my guy, the Mafia Montage, the president of Built to Buffalo on Twitter, at Lance Nelson BIB. That's going to take us into our final segment of Getting Saucy. this week because I'm going to tell you something. It's freaking July. We're heading into training camp, which means soon we don't have to worry about not seeing anything about the Buffalo Bills on TV, right? This year, we're going to start us off nice and fresh, heading to training camp. Stay nice and calm. Stay nice and steady. Make sure we stay nice and healthy as well so we can get through training camp, get through preseason, and start this route to the Lombardi Trophy that the city of Buffalo and the Bills Mafia fan base so deserves and is led by Josh Allen at the quarterback position, led by Stephon Diggs at the receiver position, led by Vaughn Miller on that defense alongside of Tredavious White, Micah Hyatt, Jordan Poyer, Matt Milano, and much more. And that is going to complete me in this week's version of me getting saucy live here on the sit-down in the Built Above Whatever's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter presented by Duff's Famous Wings every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be here next week to discuss more about training camp. And as we head into the regular season, we've got all the entertainment that you guys need for your Buffalo Bills. So for me and the Mafia Montage, we tell you guys, God bless. Go Bills. We'll see you next Thursday. Go Bills.